Hey, what is up, everybody? This is Rob Rivera. And this is Rob Rucha. And you're listening to the Robcast Podcast. Podcast. All right, here we go. Here we go. Oh, I see the red. I see waves. Oh, good. Okay, sorry. Now I'm recording. All right. Welcome back. Yes, and the click is going. Why is the click going? Hit the the number seven on your number pad. I already hit mute. Oh, (laughs) well, you could turn it off with the seven. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that that is my daily Pro Tools tip from Rob Roof. <laughs> <laughs> Seven on the number uh, pad turns the click on. Uh, um, so here we are, season number four of the Robcast podcast. We want to apologize for taking so long. No, it's been we, two months. Yeah, we have been uh, pretty busy rehearsing for the statement show and just writing music and, you know. And well, the statement doing- live stream. Yeah, statement live stream because it's going to be live in Chicago. And, you know, I also, if anybody doesn't know, I started a drum channel. And uh, that was our know, last so we, episode, actually, was called Rob Tube. Yeah. And uh, so now we're at season number four. Very excited to talk all things statement. Um, going back in time, now we've been rehearsing this stuff ever, I think, since May. Um, that we finally got together. We, we're like, we can get together and not be scared to be together, you know? So we were wondering if we were even be able to rehearse because, you know, this whole pandemic thing was all new to us. Nobody really knew what was going on. and, and But we have been fortunate enough to been able to do this. And, and Well, you guys had come rehe- in here back in July to do some rehearsing too, and it's nice in here because everybody had their own space. Elias was in his own booth, separated. You were behind plastic and, and walls. The guys were six feet apart. So we did it safe. Yeah, it was it was a nice uh, return to form, you know, being away. Uh, we hadn't played since, uh, God, since December. We haven't played. We haven't been in a studio or anything, doing anything. So we're very excited that we were able to get together at our space and being able to rehearse these songs again and bringing all these memories back and, and and listening to these songs and then listening to the guys interpret it, it's actually really cool because a lot of these songs were recorded with two guitars and there were two different guitar parts going. Even so though Andy now, was Andy when when he played live he would just choose one or the other. Yeah, he chose the main guitar, whatever was the main one. Uh he didn't choose like the would say the sauce guitar, how we always call the sauce. Yeah, overdubs he and stuff. Choo- yeah, he wouldn't choose any of that. But now, having two guitars, people are actually going to be able to hear these songs uh, authentic. Yeah, you know, like they were they recorded. Were, yeah, how they were recorded and written. And so we're very excited to bring that experience to to our fans. You know, being able, even if we were able to do with the original lineup it wasn't going to be really authentic either because like i said there was we were only four members back then so now we're very excited uh, uh, i have to give a huge shout out to adam rashid and jason who have really dove in to learn what it is a pretty difficult record because you know uh, sonically you know you have to the record is mixed in a way where it was, I think it was really hard, and that's been the case with with Dave, Zach, or BC uh, when they tried to learn songs off statement. 
It was a difficult record to understand sonically because how it was mixed. You can't really make out what's really going on, which is really strange. But they found a little trick at our space by connecting the phone into the PA, and it killed the drums. And the only thing they heard was the guitar. Well, so they were able to really figure out things, which huh. uh, is strange. Like, I remember getting the text from Jason saying, yeah, we plugged in the 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 iPod or the the phone or whatever the hell that we were using into the into the PA and the drums magically disappeared so they were able to hear the guitars that's interesting i wonder if that's something to do with the the mix being in stereo and the phone kind of canceling out certain things well sometimes a phone will cancel like a, a second guitar yeah because of phase it's a, yeah, it's a yeah, really yeah. strange thing that could all happen. Sudden, all of a sudden, you hear this guitar way in the back, and, uh -huh. we, and the band kicks in. This massive sound comes in unexpectedly. But uh, it's been fun, man, to hear these songs again and play them. Like I said, major shout-out to Adam, Rashid, and Jason for putting in the time and the effort. I mean, it's we've been rehearsing for three months for this, and, and you know, especially songs like Double Stack where – they played the uh, the solos like when I heard them at practice. They were like note for note. It's like oh my god! It's like definitely a welcome and an amazing experience has been so far, and I just can't wait for our fans to hear this. And you know, at the end of the day, it would have been cool to have the original lineup do this. You know, a lot of people have actually messaged me asking me if Ken or Andy were going to be involved, but they are. Very retired and not don't think they even play music anymore. So no, they will not be involved as much as much as it would have been cool to have them involved. They're definitely not involved. But um, like I said, come check out our new lineup and hear these songs interpreted pretty much the most authentic you could possibly listen to it. <laughs> so I'm very excited, man. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh... From a technical side, it's going to be some really cool uh, leaps and bounds and the way to deliver music in, in this time of craziness with venues not being available and, you know, some that are are very limited capacity. So rather than try and let some people see this visually and some people have to watch it virtually, we're going all virtual and live from, uh, you know, like we were talking, you know, with... Uh, Francesca directing it from Canada remotely and, you know, having a crew in Chicago, hearing her talk and giving them crew commands while we're recording it and broadcasting it. And it's going to be a lot at once, but I'm it's looking forward a, to it. It's going to be a challenge and I'm grateful for our team and grateful that Jim Peterson is going to be available. Well, and we've been, we've been, this. you know, learning as we've been going throughout this 20 years of making a statement tour that you've been doing with these previous iconic show rebroadcasts. And there've been some glitches and some hiccups and, and we've ironed out almost everything. And this is the perfect week to be ironing it all out before Saturday, you know, like it's, it's going to be, you know, hopefully something that people won't forget. And then there will be the replay that we're offering as well. So when people buy their ticket, they're going to get to watch it again and again and again until they don't want to watch it anymore, which I'm sure is going to be a while because this is something that no one has gotten to see in a long time. Yeah, and I think uh, there's really no glitches with the replay. 
No, the replays yeah. have been pretty stable, but at the same time, this is, you know, those are rebroadcasted shows. So taking this to an actual like real time environment, this is almost like TV, man. I mean, anything can happen and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, see. And I really want to thank the fans that have purchased these rebroadcasts and I've dealt with the glitches. Thank We thank you for your patience. Rob has done wonderful work in hitting up the servers and the people who put this you know together out there to help us you know the the monitors and people monitoring the shows and that first night rob was like sick to his stomach i know (laughs) i actually threw up because the stuff was just like i was waiting for it to go live and then it didn't and we were scrambling to get it to go live and finally got it up that first night. And the second night, it worked when it was supposed to, but kept on reconnecting for a lot of people, depending on where they were. And this is such a, a new thing for everyone in the music industry. And, you know, lots of artists have done streams and some have been more successful than others and some have been more profitable than others. And it's whatever we can do to adapt because you guys, you know, I mean, your livelihood comes from you know, writing music, recording music, putting that music out, touring on that music, selling merchandise on those tours, in- integrating with fans. And all of that has been sucked out of the industry this past year. And it's been really hard, but we're trying as fast and hard as we can to adapt. Yeah. And big kudos to you for, uh, you know, dealing with this and, you know, and, and the amount of hours you have put in to make sure that this works. But, you know, for, like I said, tomorrow it is live. And we're hoping, you know, please, I'll have my fingers crossed. I'm sure everything's going to be fine. And uh, tomorrow there will be no live chat, correct? Um, I think actually we are going to have the live chat on, but the band will not obviously be able to chat because you guys will be playing. But Francesca and I were talking and, you think it's it's actually lending itself in these lodos. People were talking amongst themselves and meeting and greeting each other like friends that hadn't seen each other in a long time. And I think that that's something to lend itself to these virtual concerts that are happening when people, you know, can chat with each other about what they're watching, as well as, you know, talking about what it was, you know, like to see them live the last time or, you know, just reconnect like you would at a concert. If you show up somewhere and you hadn't seen someone, you know, in with the exception of maybe the last time, let's say someone at the machine shop ran into someone else at a nonpoint show that they've only seen when they're at nonpoint shows. That's like old yeah, friends, yeah. you know, like. There's a, an old, there, there's a phrase that circulates around the internet saying that, you know, once you're at a concert for a band, you already have something in common with everybody there, you know, so you're friends automatically, you know, you're all yeah. there for the same reason. So when it goes to the live chat with the live stream, I think that that's something that, you know, the fans enjoy because they're not only watching the band they love, they're able to share that with each other. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's a huge connection at, especially at a venue like Machine Shop. There's like a huge connection, not only with fans in the band, but fans amongst themselves. I yeah. mean, people, like a lot of people meet new people at Machine Shop or, you know, because of the, of just how famous the place is and what a incredible vibe you feel inside there. Like, I feel such a killer energy. It's the moment that I walk in, you know, when you got when you have gotten there at eleven AM, 
you know, to set up our stuff, and we immediately see Kevin, and the day starts off on a good note as soon as you see that guy. Yeah. You know, like, uh, because you as know... As soon as the going- doors open and you see everybody yep. that you know, and it's always the same faces, and the same thing applies with the fans. And so with this virtual side of it, I think the chat involves that too. Like, it's everybody sees each other on the chat, and it's the same feeling you get when you see Kevin or when you see John or you see Buttcrack or you see any of the guys at the shop or, you know, same thing when you see people at other venues that you know. You know, here in Chicago, every time I'm at Bottom Lounge, as soon as I see Kevin, and Kevin and I go way back, it's like, okay, now I know the show is going to go good because he knows how to do his job, you know, and the venue is cool. And that's the same at almost all the places I've been at where you guys play. And, and, and by the way, that is a different Kevin. So Yeah. <laughs> Kevin at the machine shop and Kevin at Bottom Lounge, different Kevins. But, yeah, you know, but, or the Forge, when, you know, you see the guys at the Forge, everybody's, you know, friendly, everybody's remembering everybody. It's... It's always been that way with live concerts, at least with Nonpoint. And so we're trying to bring that with the virtual side, too. Same thing applies when we play like Fort Lauderdale. Oh, Revolution. Yeah, Yeah, Revolution. The same people have been working there. Gabe has been working there for years. So as soon as you see him, I know the day is going to be fine, you know, because these are the kind of venues that take care of their bands, you know, and you built these relationships over the years. That's like with Kevin. He has become such a good friend of the band. And, and it's been amazing. To, like I said, as soon as you walk into the machine shop, there's a killer energy. But, but uh, you know, getting back to the statement thing, you know, and, and going back 20 years as to how this all started, like, and how we got discovered by Hans. Well, you know, we playing that Zeta Fest and, and well, discovered by Jason, later by Hans, sorry. We got discovered by Jason there, Jason Beeler, who was former guitar player of Saigon Kick and Super Transatlantic, and that was the band he was in at the time, Super Transatlantic. I'm not sure if they were headlining the second stage. We were playing the second stage. I don't remember if they were headlining or not, but um, that that show was headlined on the big stage by Def Leppard and uh, a couple other bigger bands um, <clears throat> that I cannot remember for the life of me. Maybe Veruca Salt was around at that time, maybe playing. I'm not really sure. You remember Veruca Salt? I do. They're from Chicago. Yeah, they. Uh, I think they were playing that show. Maybe a band that band Sponge. Hey, uh, go, going back to a second, I just realized that the Super Transatlantic album's in my iTunes library, and I didn't know the name of the album was Shuttlecock. Yeah, it is Shuttlecock. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing you use in badminton. Like, yeah, and uh, the bass player of that band is the <laughs> bass player from Extreme, Pat Badger. Oh no way. Yeah, and then the drummer was uh, was was it Dennis Dennis Sanders? I think it's Sanders. Oh my God! Yeah. yeah, so Pat Badger from Extreme was the bass player in that band. Nice, Shut man, good up guy, back. good good guy, man, really good guy. I got to see him live a couple times. Oh yeah, but, but um, also I mean, great bass player too. Yeah, yeah, uh, awesome, and a great singer. So they had really killer harmonies in that band. But going back around that time, we were playing, and then Jason Beeler was sleeping in his van. And I remember the quote. It says, I heard beats, riffs, screams, and singing and rapping. I think it was. Uh, but I remember the beats and riffs. I do remember that quote. And then he got up and watched us, watched the crowd reaction. We had a lot of fans. We already had built a really good fan base around that time. So when we played that show, a lot of our fans were like, oh, shit, we get to see Nonpoint at a big festival. Because it was outside, it was actually right outside where the New York Yankees used to have their uh, spring training. 
So uh, it was a really, really cool uh, area. And like I said, the place was packed. The crowd was going nuts. So he and him and Elias exchanged numbers. So when I got home on Monday from work, me and Elias worked at the same place, worked at an air duct cleaning company. And um, I got home and I heard the message. I, I said, dude, Elias, dude, Jason called, left a message. He wants to come tonight to watch our rehearsal. So he came, watched us. We played this first song called Ease. And the first thing Jason said is, that, man, you're a beast of a drummer, which I was not expecting. You know, I, I never really considered myself that or anything. So it, it was cool to uh, to listen to, you know, somebody established in the scene and say something like that. And, you know, so that made me feel pretty good. So when we start talking and he started, you know, giving us his pitch. And so we listened, you know, and then we, we kept getting together with him, you know, writing songs. And then when Hans first came to see us, we were doing the Battle of the Bands for Warp Tour. Remember those? Oh yeah. If you won, if you won, you would play the Ernie Ball stage or whatever. Yep. So we actually won it, and he said, "Hey, continue to work with Jason." So that was in like uh, July or something. I don't remember. The Warp Tour was a summer tour, right? Warp Tour was in the summer. Yep. And um, so I don't remember exactly, but for the next eight months, we just started writing songs. So songs like Backup, uh, Endure, What a Day, Misled, um, Levels were born out of those sessions. I think that was all the newest ones. We had Mind Trip, Double Stack, Victim. We reworked Victim, reworked Years. And then we had Tribute already. And Tribute wasn't a song that was going to go on the album, I don't think. Uh, but, you know, they, they liked it. that we They suggested that we use Grimm. Oh, from Darwin's? Uh, from, yeah. From Darwin's Waiting Room to sing on the track. Well, rap on the track. Right. And so we did it. And uh, we also, so, w- w- I mean, we just worked. The first time I worked with a click at those rehearsals were done to a click. Yeah. Well, some uh, I know some and, of the songs on the record, though, definitely were not done to a click because of the, the slowdowns and the and the. No, tempo actually, changes. They, were, they were all done to a click. Even the ones that sl- slowed down? Even my like my trip double stack, they mapped it out. But <coughs> excuse me. But unfortunately, it didn't really sound like it should. Have. I don't know. It just sounded weird trying to slow down with a click. Because well, when you guys have been rehearsing them, and and we've been you know kind of just getting you guys in the ears and stuff, I've been listening, and there's definitely better without. I can tell what you're talking about. Yeah, like when you're doing the the slow, slower and slower and slower, like yeah, you know, it's to a gradual, it, it just didn't, gradual like uh, retard of music, you know. Yeah, it didn't it didn't work, but we had we did it anyway against our wishes. We did it, and that was the one thing that I wish that would have never happened. Like that song, uh, I think Mind Trip Hive and. Double stack should have been done without a click. Everything else w- was going to be fine. Uh, there was a little trickery in backup. So in the solo, the I don't know if this, the click got slower. Mm-hmm. As soon as the solo started, it went a couple BPMs down. Because once we played it through, it for some reason, it didn't sound right. Uh, the solo. Well, and that's so the that danger was, of a click, man. Sometimes it can be the best thing for a song, and sometimes it can kill the whole vibe. 
Yeah, to me, I'm not a click guy. You know, I, I obviously I know why it's used. Yeah, in you, studio, you jam you know, to for, it definitely. I mean, every time we've yeah, been doing I, the drum covers, you're spot on the beats. You know, I know why it's done because of editing purposes. But if it was for me, up to me, I would never use it. But then again, you know, I understand why it's being used. It's easier. It makes things quicker. Yeah, there's and times I, where I, it, it is definitely a benefit, you know, like just to be able, I would imagine even just, you know, speaking as, as you know, playing bass as well. I mean, it's like I can play to a click. I can play to a drummer. If the drummer's playing to a click, I'm playing to a click without even hearing it, you know. So it, well, it works definitely, I think, for you. Um, you know, you, you don't play to it. You play with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been really trained my ears my ear and brain are trained to uh play along with a click you know like play with it yeah you know, make it and, part and, of the groove I, make it part of the music yeah. yeah make it it sounds to me like another instrument you know so that's I, why I it look, works yeah 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 i don't look at it like it's this annoying tick 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 sound i look at it like somebody's playing a cool cool beat to it like a drum loop you know like most drum loops are all oh yeah they're you know, all one tempo. they're all square yeah yeah, so, but um, it, it was a it was a fun to record because it was our first record. But I remember recording Mind Trip. It was, it was pain in the ass, man. It's like <clears throat> I don't know if we want to do this to the click. And then uh, Jason originally wanted to do like that part. You're about to take a mind trip. He wanted that to be the chorus. Hmm. So he he wanted that part to come back again to be some be somewhere else in a song and it's really the only thing in the song is it starts the song and that's it and we're like you know what these songs were very favored in the local scene so we did not want to touch them and we had already fixed uh victim and years you know we had changed those but songs like double stacked and hive and mind trip we said no we're not we're not touching these these songs are staying exactly the same and so we said, so we can write new songs. You know, like, we don't want to mess these songs up. And we put our foot down on that. I said, we have to play to a click, but we're not changing these things. You know, we're it's interesting when you, when you say that, it's it's kind of admirable that you did do that because look at, you know, you've had uh, a 20 plus year career and over 10 albums, but it would not have, I think you would have lost more of, of the, you know, hardcores had you would have changed everything. And that's something I've seen a lot of bands fail because of, you know, taking all the ad, uh, advice from the pros and the and quote unquote pros, like your producers and your labels and all of these people telling you, change this, change this, change this, because they see a different vision. Then you go and you put that out and your fans call sellout, you know? So yeah, staying true yeah. to form is really, I think, what's going to make, you know, your hardcores no, stay hardcore. I agree 100%. And, you know, we definitely, like, those songs were not to be touched. We said, no, we're not touching these songs. There's a reason they signed we're, you, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, and we, we and the songs, you know, retain the energy. And you can tell, like, when we play that song in Fort Lauderdale, like a song like Mind Trip, as soon as we start, that mosh pit starts. Yeah. You know, and they, and they uh, you know, they have never said oh that sounds like this sounds weird you should have repeated that like nobody has ever said anything about those songs except when jason was trying to get us to change it and i'm like no we're not changing that that's why we wrote songs like backup endure what a day that had more structures you know we were accepting more of a structure-based mentality you know back then we wrote whatever we wanted there was no structure you know we didn't give a shit 
we wrote we did the anything goes mentality and if we want to write a seven song i mean a seven minute song uh uh, that has a blues bridge in the in the middle, then so be it. And that's how Double Stack became. You know, it, we had the the song was about you know certain uh, chemicals you can put in your body. You know, back then, you know, it was a different time what we were thinking. Sure. And and, and then we had you know uh, like a techno verse, but then it broke down into a blues bridge, and nobody was doing anything like that. Like, and that's why like. When we get put into these new metal categories, it's like none of these bands were doing this. Not one band that I heard in that genre did a, a three-minute blues bridge, you know. And and so we we try to do a lot of different things. You know, no 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 knocking any of the bands. A lot of those bands in the genre are killer, but we just wanted to bring in something different because of the influences we had in the band. You know, like well, you called the that, album statement, so you had to make one. Yeah, and exactly. And, you know, we brought out every single influence of Nonpoint into that record. Everything that we were into was put into that album, you know. Like, and you can hear, like, if you hear a song like Levels and a song like Mind Trip, you can't even believe it's the same band. You know, like, how, and then you hear Hive. And then you hear, like, uh, Misled. You know, this sounds like, to me, when I listen to all four of those songs, it sounds like four different bands wrote those. You know, like we never, you know, followed any formula, especially on the first record. But this, like I said, it's exciting times. You know, it brings back all the memories of that entire 18 months. What a whirlwind of <laughs> that was. Those 18 months was insane. For, you know, between all the touring and all the press we got and doing the OzFest. You know, that was a killer. Like, that's I said, that cycle and is one of my favorites. You know, still, OzFest is my favorite tour we have ever done because of the magnitude behind it, you know, and knowing all the bands and getting to play to thousands and thousands of people. People were selling records back then, you know, like people were buying albums like crazy. And um, it was just fun, man. It was a fun time. And, and I'm excited to bring all this live with your help and Jim's help and, and Francesca's help. And, and it's going to be an amazing experience, you know, and, and so far, like I said, the rehearsals have sounded insane and I'm just excited, man, just excited to hear even Elias sing those songs that he wrote 20 years ago, you know, that his voice is, is still up there holding up, you know, to, to those songs it, you know, after so many years of touring, you know, you can do damage and you're, Sometimes your voice gets lower, you know. He's been able to sing those songs pretty flawlessly. Yeah, so far from what I've heard at the rehearsals I've been to, it's uh, it's going to be great. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, a band still even being able to to remember, you know, how, you know, with the, the amount of songs that you guys have, you know, going back and, and they still are unique. It's not like you guys have ever really made the same album twice. Yeah, I mean, I, I if you listen to our discography, there's not. Well, I don't think there's one album that sounds like the other. No, not that's you what know? I'm saying. Like it's all everyone is every album since the first one, going all the way up until you know the the few that I've worked on and played on, and you know it's it's always had hints of nonpoint, but has always been a, a an expansion of of each person's musical tastes and what's been you know, going on in their development of that. And, 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 you know, with that being, you know, 
the second album you guys put out, you know, that even makes sense too. You you title your albums like interestingly accurate to what you're doing, you know, like you made a statement with the first album, you developed on the second album, you, you know, recoiling from whatever, I think maybe that was a label thing or, you know, like, cause that was when, when you changed labels, right? Yeah, we went over to uh, Lava Atlantic. So I, I look at it as a, you know, a musical appreciation and, and a, a, you know, album titles are kind of interesting to me. I always wonder if there's deeper meaning behind things, you know, and, and I see those with, you know, your albums, especially, you know, like the Poison Red makes sense with the, the cover art and X made sense because it's your 10th album. The Return and, and self-titled are kind of self-explanatory. But Miracle, maybe that's was it was a miracle you guys had that many albums. I mean, I don't know why'd you name it that. It was a miracle that record even got done. Right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, you know, everything has a story. So with statement, it was definitely the band making their statement and and it proved true because here we are twenty some years later and ten plus albums, and it's you know, it's it holds up. So I think yeah, that's going to make people, you know, really nostalgic. And that's what we've discovered with these last few you know, months and weeks of, of these ads that have been going out to try and get people stoked about what we're ready to do. And it's really pulled on the nostalgia heartstrings of everything. Like you sent me all those things I've been scanning that Francesca has been using for the ads with pictures of, you know, you guys from way back. And it's really eerie how like well you've aged. Like you don't look much different than you did back 20 years ago. I know a lot of people say that. I guess it's been, uh, I've been blessed. Elias as well. <laughs> I mean, Elias is, is aged pretty well. I mean, his dreads have definitely gotten bigger and longer and, you know, everybody's gone through, you know, life, but yeah, it's, yeah. We, we have, we, we both have a hints of gray. Yeah. You know, like my beard, he's got some hints of gray in his hair. So we're definitely, but we have, we have aged, uh, gracefully, very, very gracefully, very well. I have no complaints, especially when I shave, you know, my beard and stuff that people say, how don't believe my age. Well, and I know yeah. I, I saw your posts and I mean, I remember you telling me after the rehearsal, the one day where you're like, you know, 27 year old me could do this, but you know, 50 year old me is hurting. Well, I've aged on the inside, yeah, but not but not on the outside. But I have been able to get through these rehearsals. You know, once I had the songs in my head, and I knew what was doing, and everything was coming back to me, I said, "Okay, this is going to be fine." You know, like, and, and I'm still playing with the same energy as I did back then. And so the rehearsals I've been, you know, I try to rehearse as energetic as I do when I play live. And, and well, yeah, because with the live stream, we're you're, you're going to have to step up the the energy so that it can't, I mean, normally your shows translate energy because you're in the same space, you know, like yeah. as, as the fans, you're feeding off that they're feeding off you. It's, it's a very, uh, symbiotic kind of thing, right? Like it's, it's very compatible, but here is a different environment where there's a camera and a, and a room and, and you're going to be doing it to the people, but they're not right there. So yeah. you have to, you know, almost step it up in a, in a different way to like really make a statement here, you know, like this is going to be the biggest statement the band has made with, you know, trying to perform and entertain people all over the, the world. I mean, in these Lodos, we've had people from Canada, from Australia, from New Zealand, from Europe, Great Britain, like not just the U.S. because the replays cover the different time zones and you're, you guys are able to reach people that haven't seen you in a long time. So I'm guaranteeing this one's going to definitely make a statement. 
Yeah, and to all those, those tickets are available still. Yeah, so, there's no, there's, that's uh, the great thing about live streaming. You, you, you can't sell out. Yeah, you can't sell out. So that will be available right up to showtime, you know, so. Yeah, even during the, the show because it'll buy you the replay. Yeah, during the show, I mean, uh, right up to 8.58 Eastern, you can buy it. And I mean, just like just Eastern. like a regular show, if you show up late, you get in, you miss a few songs. But the problem with that is it's over afterwards. In this case, if you miss the first few songs and you bought a ticket, you can still watch it for the next couple of days and get all the songs, see what you missed. It's like kind of like renting a, a movie on Apple TV or whatever. But this is real and you're getting to watch it. You know, if you miss the real broadcast, you can see it again and again. Yeah, so we're really, really excited about this. Uh, like I said, Elias is singing his best vocals ever, and the guys have learned these parts, and the way they interpret them is almost like, you know, it was 20 years ago. You close your eyes, it really couldn't tell. Well, and know? those three guys, I mean, they they were, you know, fans, and that's what's interesting, uh -huh. too, is like, you know, uh, uh, Jason, you know, had a specific non-point song from that record that brought him into the into the fold, you know, like as far as a fan, Rashid, same thing. And I mean, even myself, like going back to when we were touring together there, that was on your first record. So that those are the only songs I knew when I first met non-point, you know, it was like, yeah. OK, you guys were the what a day band, you know, like because that was the the quote unquote hit from that record. You know, like yep. that one broke out. But I really liked Misled. I liked, you know, when you guys would play Mind Trip and Endure. And when I started working with you guys and recording live, those songs brought me back to that tour we did with Mudvayne, you know, like, and that was, yeah. you know, the only album you guys had out. So that was all you were playing. You know, it's like then as tours went on, you had to give room for the newer songs and made less room for statements. So this is such a great way to like pay good tribute to it and tribute by the song. Um, well, I, I, another thing that's exciting is playing these songs that are coming next year if we're able to do shows again. Oh, yeah, you can do them now live. Yeah, there's a good opportunity that some of these songs will come out in live form now that the oh, guys why not? know them. They all, yeah. I mean, it's in your repertoire now, so. Yeah, I, I don't see why a song like Double Stack can't be played live, and it'd probably be so much fun, too. Yeah, and you tribute. Know, for the, yeah, I like the, uh, yeah, Rashid, man, has been rehearsing with Elias, man, and doing Shh, Grim Don't Sparks. say anything. Yeah. Make people, uh, make people wait to see what happens. Well, yeah, okay. No, sorry. No, no, it's it's this 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 is good <laughs> stuff. People will want to see what we're talking about and we're not telling. You have to buy a ticket to see what Rashid does. Yeah, Rashid killed it. That's all I got. <laughs> killed it. He's killing it. Woo-ha. Woo-ha. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, um, him and Elias together are just magical. Mm. And, and ever since he joined the band, like his backing vocals have Oh, been he adds, yeah, way more than just a guitar player, man. He yeah, is he, everything. And not, on, not only does he add guitar, the, his fucking stage moves, but his voice like, you know, because, you know, if people don't know, uh, Rashid was the singer in his previous band, yeah. in Cinema. Yeah, yeah, we, so we he, talked about that him, with him on our, our first season, which people need to listen yeah, to so, if they haven't. So him, him being able to uh, to harmonize with Elias, if anybody, if we're able, if we're able to get out there and do this again, you see the guys out there, tell them to sing Caribbean Queen by Billy Ocean. 
<laughs> watch the, watch, and watch those watch those guys harmonize together. It is magical to hear those two sing. Yeah. So, oh, I've seen it. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty cool. Um, yeah. So tomorrow tomorrow's the day. We want to thank everybody who's bought a ticket so far. They're still available. Nonpoint.com for ten dollars and ten cents. Yeah. Uh, it'll give you a little code. Right? Right, right, Rob. You get like a little passcode. Or yeah, something? they're gonna get an email um, confirmation, and it should now be coming from info at nonpoint.com. It was originally coming from some generic email that a lot of people were having trouble with getting it what, in there. The, the no, the no reply. Yeah, bullshit. some sort of no reply auto generation thing, and that caused a I lot of people to get it put in their junk filter. So, yeah, we want to make sure that people are getting their codes. If they haven't, they can always email info at nonpoint.com and we'll go ahead and look up and send you a new confirmation, which then should come from info at nonpoint.com. But also, also, if you don't get it, do check the junk uh, folder. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. So sometimes. Oh, I, nine I, out I of still, ten I, times, it's, it's the person comes yeah, back to me and yeah. says, yeah, sorry, it was in my junk. But then I realize yeah, I, why. I still, to this day check my junk full oh yeah you never know what gets put in there i mean sometimes when i sign up or buy something even the the confirmation ends up in junk and they will say on the page after you've bought it please check your junk filter just because they've been getting better and better at filtering junk but then it also catches good stuff too yeah and you don't want to miss this good stuff because it's i mean you're 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 paying for it so we want to make sure you're getting what you paid for and we will i don't i don't like missing good stuff no no, it'd be like, you know, missing out on the statement show. But yeah, nonpoint.com has all the tickets. Um, also, we have a bunch of episodes of the Robcast podcast available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Spotify pretty much everywhere. Uh, and anywhere you listen to podcasts, we've had a bunch of awesome guests. Uh, we're looking forward to having more guests in the future. I'm going to hopefully start locking down some people. Um, also, I have a. YouTube channel, uh, you can type in Rob Rivera, R-O-B-B and R-I-V-E-R-A, and it should come up, and you should uh, be able to see uh, four videos I've done so far uh, with the help of Mr. Rucha, who has been so kind to help me uh, record, mix, master, and edit all these videos in a, in a timely fashion so we can, you know, I can live out my covers dream. Cause, you Playing know, drums think- to songs that you never would have thought you could. Yeah, you know, and it's like I was, I was, I was on a podcast actually last night and talking about it. You know, like it's just being able to play songs as if I were the drummer of the band, and I think that's really cool that I've been able to add all these things, like little double kicks here and and the heavy halftime cymbal. You know, on a song like "Beat It," where nobody that's not even in the song. You know, no, so you're bringing been, what you do to it, and that's kind of what we we wanted to do when you talked to me about doing this it was you know not just playing songs but doing some your take on them and you've done that so far and i hope to do some more in you know the near future but it's really been a hard thing to try and balance setting up all this streaming stuff getting you guys with rehearsals making sure you guys are prepared for this big you know virtual tour thing we've we've put together and then you know try to do this podcast and also the rob tube channel and and you oh, and we're in a pandemic, and I have sessions. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's been it's been it's been a challenge, but fun. You know, it's been. Uh, I'm excited to do more drum covers. I'm hoping that maybe next week I can get back in there, 
and do a couple more. Uh, still trying to pick what songs, you know, it's been a, uh, I just want to pick the right songs, you know, that I feel comfortable playing and people will enjoy listening to. Right. As opposed to just picking anything uh, out of the box. Oh, let's do this. Let's do that. I'd rather pick a, something that, especially like when I'm coming into the metal side, I want to pick songs that influenced me or songs that I feel like were like a uh, soundtrack of my life or a blueprint to where I am today or how it made me into a musician, how it made me feel what reaction I got when I first heard the song, you know, songs by Metallica and Slayer and Anthrax, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, those bands that made a huge impact on me. And I'm picking, uh, trying to pick songs from each one of those bands that, you know, I'm physically able to do because all those things have been, all those bands have insane drummers. Hello? So uh, can you hear me? Oh, you disappeared on my feed, but it still recorded uh, am, you. Am I here? Yeah. Okay. Um, Glitch, glitch. <laughs> See, even um, this does it. Even this does it. So hopefully that doesn't translate to tomorrow. <laughs> no, no, no. But, no, but anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. Like I said, tomorrow it is the live stream. We're going to be live in Chicago playing Statement from front to back. Uh, to those who have bought the ticket, thank you. To those who have not, nodpoint.com has all your ticket information and this is going to be a special event. Uh, we're very excited. The band, everybody in the band is super stoked to get this out and, and to you guys and, and to do it and, 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 you know, and playing live again, you know, playing live as a band. We're, it's been so long. Like, we're basically playing to an audience that we are not seeing, but we're playing to an audience. So we're, yeah. we're uh, super excited. Uh, get the mosh said, pit uh, in your living room going. Yeah, move the tables and flower pots and anything glass. Don't wake the baby. <laughs> Don't wake the baby or put them in there with you to listen to it too. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But thank you, so, thank you all so much for listening. Like I said sorry we have taken a little bit of time, but we've been a little busy. A lot busy. And, uh, so we're, like I said, tomorrow, huge day for Nonpoint, celebrating 20 years of the record that started the whole thing for us. And uh, um, and I still remember, like I said, back, I think it was back in January, I texted Elias, I said, dude, this year's 20 years of statement. We have to do something. And uh, we started. That was know, pre-pandemic, the, too. Pre, Yeah, pre-pandemic, because this would have been more of a live show with people uh, in it. But that's not to say that next year we can't do it. So if, you know, if we're able to get out there and play, uh, we will definitely do this and, and Let's let's you know pray that we can get out there and play again because we're gonna be the last ones to go to work, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, all the last ones so. that that will be quote unquote essential. Even though in my world you guys are essential. I mean, it's like yeah. the only people that are essential to a recording studio are musicians and yeah. talent. You know, it's like and the less of that that it can do things. How can you make money to come record if you can't go out and play live? And how can you not, you know, survive without that? So here we are adapting Agreed. to it. And hopefully, if necessary, even when it does reopen, you know, we'll be able to do supplemental live streaming to the people that may not want to come out yet or to the venues that aren't fully open to all the people that could fit in. I think it's going to be quite a while before we get back to the elbow to elbow, sweaty mosh pitting, you know, concert and yeah while that sounds sad it still doesn't mean that we can't 
keep the music alive, keep the concerts going, keep the, cam- the, the camaraderie between the fans going with even something like a virtual show with chat. So people should check it out and, uh, you know, kind of go with the flow until the guys can get back in front of your faces. All right, dude. Well, so. it's been awesome. It's been awesome chatting again to everybody. Uh, you can reach us at robcastpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your comments, uh, critiques, hates, likes, and uh, guest ideas. And you can see us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Robcast Podcast. Like I said, tomorrow, nonpoint.com uh, has tickets for tomorrow's show. Get them. And t- tomorrow, 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 live from Chicago. Yes. We're playing from front to back. And uh, yeah, check out my drum channel. Check out the Uptown Recording page on Facebook. Uh, book some time with Mr. Rob, and he will make your shit sound good. No, thanks, man. So, so anyway, cool. guys, have a, great, have a great day. See you next time. Peace. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Robcast Podcast. Be sure and subscribe to get notified on future episodes. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Robcast Podcast. And feel free to send us comments and suggestions at robcastpodcast at gmail.com.